But the biggest thing that I learned from my dad that became a huge part of who I am is the value and the power and the importance of building relationships. And so my dad has been incredible at doing that. That's really been his signature that has allowed him to make an incredible living in his own world. And it just got into my DNA. And so I'm the oldest kid. Uh, I had no real interest in going into the family business of, of network marketing. I, I'm a very sort of measured, not a huge personality. My dad's this kind of big gregarious sort of guy. And so while I didn't expect to ever go into the family business, I got those values put into me. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all, and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Our guest today is an entrepreneur that unlocks the fortune in the follow-up. Adrian Chenault is the CEO of Contact Mapping, who's created a unique system and tools to make it easy to remember key details, follow up on time, and stay in touch so you create more and bigger opportunities. Adrian's the best-selling author of The Coffee Shop Interview, a guide to transforming your business and relationships through great conversation. Adrian left a successful corporate tech career in 2017 to start Contact Mapping with his father, Tom, a legendary network marketer. Robert connects with Adrian Chenault to talk about the power of connections. Adrian's father, Tom, built a network marketing business by mapping his network, knowing things about the people he met and tracking it all manually. Now, Adrian and his father partnered together to create an app that does most of the work, helping entrepreneurs track their connections and add value to their network. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this conversation. Uh, Looking forward to learning about contact mapping. Awesome, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. Yeah. So I typically let our guests just share their own entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to, you know, the impact they're making today. Cool. Yeah. Would love, would love to start there. So uh, my entrepreneurial journey really kind of starts in my childhood uh, in no small part because the company contact mapping that I have founded today, I actually co-founded with my dad. And so he's a, a big part of my journey, both you know, ultimately in this company and you know, from the earliest uh, part of my entrepreneurial journey. So he's been an entrepreneur basically forever, certainly, you know, for as long as I can remember. And most of his journey has been in the network marketing or direct sales profession is where he has made his career. And he's been very successful in that world. My parents divorced when I was in first or second grade. So at a really young age. And so, you know, I'm bouncing back and forth between my mom and dad's house. 
And my dad always worked from home because that was what allowed him to be able to be present to us, even as he was raising his kids. And so he exposed me to entrepreneurial ideas from a really young age. I remember you know, doing work for him as a kid. I remember he encouraged me, you know, when eBay first came out, I had a little eBay consignment business and so on. And so it was from those very young ages that this stuff has been instilled into me. But the biggest thing that I learned from my dad that became a huge part of who I am is the value and the power and the importance of building relationships. And so my dad has been incredible at doing that. That's really been his signature that has allowed him to make an incredible living in his own world. And it just got into my DNA. And so I'm the oldest kid. Uh, I had no real interest in going into the family business of, of network marketing. I, I'm a very sort of measured, not a huge personality. My dad's this kind of big gregarious sort of guy. And so while I didn't expect to ever go into the family business, I got those values put into me. And so I studied finance in college ended up going and, and spent the majority of my early career working in finance for a really high growth tech company. And what I found is that just kind of instinctively, I saw the importance in the value in building real connections with the business. I was, I was a finance business partner and most of my finance business partners did not really want to do the business partnering part. They wanted to do the finance part. And I, I, of course, wanted to do both, but I really saw that that concept of being a partner is really important. And so I started to do that. And what happened next was this incredible unfolding of a really exciting career that took me all over the world working for this company. And it was really all linked back to the ability to build connections and relationships and bridges between groups of people. And so I spent seven years working for that company. Uh, and at the end of that run was where this sort of magnificent idea to create a company around helping business owners and entrepreneurs to build stronger connections was born. And so we launched the company in, in 2017. So that's a, a quick kind of summary of, of how I got here, but it's been, a, you know, relationships have been the thread through all of that, Robert. Yeah, so obviously you understand the value of relationship and and the importance of of connection. And so let's talk a little bit about how connections have helped you. Obviously, your connection with your dad as your partner in your business, but then take that to how does contact mapping help a business owner in the same way that you've been able to 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 grow connections organically? Yeah, yeah. So if you think about any entrepreneur, think about your career and, and how you have come to the place that you are in now, how, how your idea came about, how the doors opened that enabled you to get to the place that you are today. I can, I don't even know you. And yet I can, I can guarantee that you have had these really important people who have shown up somehow in your life along the way. And each one of those relationships was this door that opened. And what I find happens with entrepreneurs, and, and I have to battle against this myself, even, even knowing the things that I know, is that just there's so many things coming at you. And sometimes it's, it, it's easy to get sort of myopic on the problem that I'm facing or just keeping this thing going or whatever it is, and to lose sight of these opportunities that may be 
right there, you know, if you would just glance to your left or right, that there's this opportunity, there's this, there's this new path that could be much easier than the path that you're forging your way down. And so what we help entrepreneurs and business owners to do is, is to just create some practice and some system around tapping back into those relationships and creating some space to do that without taking up a whole bunch of time so that that serendipity and that opportunity and that possibility can flourish instead of just being so down this sort of like tunnel vision that you're you'd end up you maybe you succeed but you you took a much harder path because you just were unwilling or unable to kind of look up and look around a little bit Nice. So uh, obviously contact mapping is helping somebody create their network, improve their network. So explain a little bit more how, how, how it works, how it's a value, what's the value for, for an entrepreneur that's listening um, yeah. to consider using, uh, is it a software as a service, an app? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's both of those things. So, so we, we have a, an app and a desktop version. So everything is integrated together. And we actually, we started off Robert, you know, pre pandemic, we were mobile only. And one of the things that I think was really key to the way that we designed contact mapping at the outset was that it was designed to be able to be this companion and this intelligent assistant for you that would be with you wherever you go, because inevitably you know, you have, I, you know, I met Robert and I've got, I know I've got notes on him somewhere, but they're in that notebook or, you know, I think I had a business, you know, everything, nothing is where you need it except your phone is always with you. And so we wanted to have this thing with you. And so it's in your phone, it's also on your computer. And it's like a sec, it's like this second brain that allows you to be able to tap into a more comprehensive version of your own experience to be able to unlock opportunities and connections and more sales. And so how does that work? It works where, you know, Robert and I met through a recent guest on this podcast, Brandon Barnum, who's a good friend of mine. He and Robert met recently uh, when Brandon was in town to, to speak at a conference and they hit it off. And so they connected. And, and then Brandon and I, who've been friends for several years now, I said, hey, you know, you are so good at, at getting yourself out there and, and, you know, constantly sharing your message. Like, I'd love to, to just learn from you on that. He goes, well, I have somebody that helps me, but I also, you know, like I meet people all the time who should know you, you know, Robert's one of them. I'm going to connect you to Robert. And so there's this thing constantly happening where I'm tapping into these connections and I do it through just building this really simple practice. So Robert and I spoke on the phone just after Brandon and I connected. Robert told me some really amazing things about his story and his wife, Noel, and the experience that they've had together that's led them to now getting to work together on entrepreneurial ventures and Noel's doing her own thing and all these different threads of connection. And if I hadn't just had a few moments to capture, I call it brain dump, the things that I wanted to remember about that conversation in the moment when we talked about a month ago, there's a lot of that that I wouldn't remember anymore. But instead, just before I sat down on this call, I, I literally pulled up my contact mapping and I went, oh, that's right. Okay, Robert, you know, he lived in Bogota. He did all these different things, right? And I, I've got all these touch points on him that allow me to be more present and more connectional in conversation. Or I get somebody that goes, hey, who do you know who does this? and I can Google my own memory. And so for an entrepreneur, having that resourcefulness, number one, and then having the ability to stay connected with people who 
you enjoy, who you genuinely want to stay connected to, but you struggle to do so because there's too many things coming at you and maybe you don't know what to talk about or whatever. This gives you the easy way to be able to go, hey, you know, Robert, I was thinking about you today. I want to check in how you're doing. And I can ask him about something really specific that pertains to a conversation that we've had in the past. And it's right there at my fingertips. So it's not a lot of work for me to be able to be connectional in that way. So now are you competing in the in the CRM space or is this something to work alongside a CRM? Uh, for the most part, we work along CRM, alongside CRM. If you think about, so CRM for anybody who doesn't know stands for customer relationship management. And so that might be a HubSpot or a Zoho and five zillion other things that exist out there that all are called CRMs. And CRMs started off much closer to what contact mapping is. What CRMs have evolved, or I might say devolved into today, is they're really, they're kind of two big things. They're a marketing automation tool, and they are a sort of pipeline management, almost sort of project management tool. So I need to know, you know, I need to be able to send these people emails and track if they opened them and do all this automation and whiz bang sort of stuff. I need to know what my deal pipeline is. And those are kind of the two big things. And contacts are, of course, in there because contacts are part of that whole thing, but they're really buried. Contact mapping is all about that relationship. And so we like to say CRMs have forgotten about the R and that's in that's the entirety of who we are. So for some people, contact mapping works amazing in concert with a CRM because you need those other things. For many entrepreneurs, they actually don't need that stuff and it kind of becomes a distraction. And so contact mapping, which we call a relationship development system, might be really all you do need because you don't need so much of that kind of, I'm not building a, a gigantic list of contacts and whatever. That's not the way I want to do business. I just need to be making sure that I'm tapping into the people that are most important. And so for some, that's all they need. Absolutely. So I guess the, the big piece is how, how does somebody use this alongside their CRM along? How, how do we make sure the two cooperate and aren't just another piece of frustrating software I have to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fantastic question. So the way that when we work with folks who use a CRM alongside contact mapping, the way that we talk about it and the way that they, they find the most value is you think about contact mapping as the place where all of the content of the relationship lives, right? So HubSpot, Zoho, these things, they have notes, but they're buried and they're not easy to search for. And it takes like, I have to search for Robert and then I have to click three, three different things. And I now, you know, there's the notes. So don't bother putting the notes in your CRM because you're not going to be able to find them anyway. Just don't put that stuff there. So contact mapping is the, the place where the, the one-on-one -on -one relationship stuff lives. It's where I set the reminders to stay in touch one-on-one. -on -one. It's about that, that human being and our connection. Then as that person gets to a place where they belong on my marketing list or where there's an opportunity associated to that person in their company or whatever, now they move across from the CR, from the contact mapping into my CRM and I can track those activities there. And we're working on some pieces where in the future we may be able to offer some automation components to that as well. Um, but even so, it's a pretty easy process of 
the the one-on-one relationships, my notes, you know, it, it replaces my notebook and so on and allows me to be far more relational and connectional. And then when that person belongs in a CRM where they're into a more formal marketing flow, then I move them across and, and have them there as well. Nice. So obviously we talked a little bit about the value of, of relationship in, in developing and making this transition from financial services into creating, you know, this contact mapping to essentially take your dad's system and make yeah. it usable by other people. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously your dad was a big mentor in your life. How else have mentors served you in, in your, your business growth journey and in this, this entrepreneurial chaos? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, tremendously. And, and I, I only came to fully appreciate just how much recently because I, you know, when you're going through these things, you're in, you're just, you're in it. Right. And so sometimes you, you, you miss reflecting back on those things. And I, I was doing a training recently talking about mentorship and I had this like kind of epiphany that literally every mo like every big door that has opened along my journey could tie directly back to one or a handful of mentors in my life where some huge thing opened up and they really helped me. So I had a, a an adjunct college professor who was actually a, a, the CEO of a local investment banking firm in San Antonio, Texas, where I went to college. And he was really the instrumental door opener that got me into this company Rackspace where I went on to have this amazing career. And unbeknownst to me at the time, they were on a hiring freeze when they hired me and he was friends with the chairman of the board. And so he emails Graham Weston, who was, was his name and said, emails Graham, Hey, this guy's really good. He's one of the best students I've ever had. You should really talk to him and, and see if you can find a place for him at Rackspace. So Graham is, uh, emails the CFO and is like, Hey, you should hire this guy. And they're like, dude, you just told me we're on a hiring freeze. Like, but you want me to hire this guy? And he's like, Yep, basically. And so I went in there and like, it was kind of this weird interview process, but I didn't real like, I didn't know why, cause I had no idea of any of this. And, you know, they were like, okay, well here's, you know, here's Graham's guy or whatever. But, you know, and I think they were a little suspicious of like, you know, is this guy just like, you know, his mom and dad have a connection or what, but like, you know, so then it all worked out and, and all these things happened. But I, you know, that door would have just been a closed door if it wasn't for a mentor. And each step of the way, I see that having happened. And, you know, on the entrepreneurial journey, like this is, you know, that for me, this is my first barbecue, right? Like I, I haven't done this before. There's so many things that I've had to do along the way that, you know, there's, there's simultaneously way too much information and no guidebook. And that's really hard. And so finding people that you can trust who are in your corner to support you is essential and I, the right people have continually showed up in my life and supported me along the way. And I think that part of that is a function of cultivating and be, making myself available to relationship. Because I think a lot of times the, you know, the, the sort of the, the hand, the, the sort of offer of support is extended to you and you're too busy running that you, you run right past it as an entrepreneur. And so one of the lessons that I, don't always learn that I don't always remember, but that I, I work hard to is to, to actually take that offer of help because there's people there that want to help you. Oh yeah. So valuable. All right. Now we're going to dig a little, 
Um, so obviously you decided not to go into the family business, yeah. but you've still partnered with your dad in this business. So what's the level of relationship with your dad and what's it like working <laughs> with him yeah. in building this business? It's been, it's been amazing. Um, and, and I, and I was not sure that that would be the case, right? I, I know you're, you and your dad have a really special relationship and we talked a little bit about that as, and, and how influential he's been in your life. And you, you just don't know what it's going to be like with your dad. My dad is very renowned in, in his world. He's been very successful. He has a very, you know, he's, he has a voice that pe when he talks, people listen and, it would, it could have been a, easy for it to have been a situation where I felt like he was always kind of overruling me or whatever it is. And I really, you know, I go back to my upbringing and reflecting back on this. And I think this is how I kind of knew that it would be, that it would be good and that it would be safe. I, I feel like my dad has always, like he has certainly been a dad to me in all of the ways, but he also, like he never, he always has treated me as an equal, even though he's also my dad and my mentor and all those other things. And again, I, I've only recently started to really appreciate how special it is that he has given me that space and given me that trust and, and, and thought well enough of me to like allow me to make my own mistakes. And I think that was, that's something that I've always really appreciated about my dad is that he, not only did he allow me to make my own mistakes, I think, you know, I, I don't like making mistakes very much. I'm very, <laughs> I, I'm very, like I measure, I measure 17 times and cut once. And sometimes he just like grabs the scissors and like runs them through the middle of the thing. Cause he's like, dude, you just gotta like, let it go a little bit. And, and he has really helped me to, to be able to do that. And I'm really grateful. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and it's always good to hear like, you know, that that even later in a relationship that that you can partner together and and still continue to grow and learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, and I think we that's do. we've learned a lot from each other. That the idea of of being treated as an equal, I think, was something our fathers had in common. Is is my dad always has treated me as an equal, and and that's been you know valuable in 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 adulthood for sure. But um, looking back on childhood, when you know. I guess he's just always tried to be a positive influence and, and that was, that's powerful. Yeah. All right. So one of the big things I like to encourage entrepreneurs is designing the life that they want and then building their business to support it. Um, can you speak into the design of your business and the lifestyle that you're seeking to, to build and support with your business? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a great question. And, and something that I continue to, uh, I think have to re-examine and rework on over, over the time through the journey. Um, so we have three young kids. Uh, my oldest is about to turn 12 and then we have a 10 and a seven year old. And prior to starting this company, uh, I was working for that tech company that I mentioned before. And we got, we ended up getting the chance to move all over the world, which was an incredible experience. So we lived in London, in Sydney and in Zurich while I was working for them. And it was an incredible experience. And it was cool because the kids, my oldest was born in Texas. The second one was born in England and then we went to Australia and then the third one was born in Switzerland and to have had a, you know, to have had that experience and, and to have had our kids, even at that young age, get to experience that was so special. Um, however, one of the big downsides of, of working a big corporate job and living in a big city is that I was, you know, I was 40 minutes each way on the train every day. I would leave really early. You know, I, I would walk the kids, the older to, to school in the morning and then go walk and get on the train. And most days, you know, so I'd have breakfast, take them to school. And then most days, by the time I got home, they were already in bed or maybe I made it in time just to give them a kiss goodnight. And that was hard. It was incredibly hard and, and really hard on my wife, uh, obviously, you know, for her to have to carry so much of that weight. And I knew when starting this thing that I, that was an, a, a critical thing to have be different. Um, and so I'm sitting in our office in Longmont, Colorado right now, which is a five minute drive door to door from my house. Uh, I can work at home when I want to, which I love. And I walk our kids to school every morning. I am coaching baseball for my seven-year-old little boy right now. I don't miss sporting events. You know, I, I get to be an integral part of their life and to have that flexibility that I don't have to ask someone to, to do, you know, it, I don't have to have somebody's permission to do those things. And I, and, and I've cultivated that, you know, that's not because I'm the boss, right? We've cultivated that into the culture of our company. And so, you know, many of our, our, teammates have kids and I'm all, for, you know, go pick up the kids from school and then jump online afterward. Or, you know, like we get to like, let's live our life and, and figure out how to be highly successful in what we do around it instead of having those two things be at odds. And so I think that's the biggest thing that has been core to building this thing is instilling, maintaining those values for myself and instilling them into the culture of the company. That's oh, so valuable. So let's take that a step a step further. What what is the further blessings of owning your own business and and raising your family? I think it's it's wonderful to have the kids really see me build this thing. You know, I think so many kids, and and I think this is that that that's a transference or a transfer of that blessing that I received from my dad, right? So many kids watch mom and, and usually mom and dad these days, you know, I get dropped off, they go away. I don't really know what they do and they come home with big or small bags of money. And I don't really understand how that whole thing works. That's just what mom and dad do. And for the most part, I'm just bummed because I feel like they're never around. That's, that is most kids experience of what it looks like growing up with a traditional family and and like that's not to knock that li that lifestyle at all because we got to you know we that's 
that's how most people need to make a living. And it's a great way to make a living. And I did it for a long time and who knows, maybe someday I'll do it again. But to have the kids really like, you know, like if, if somebody asked them what dad does, they could kind of tell them even my seven year old, like, you know, and, and it's like one of the sweetest moments of my life is he, we were driving actually to baseball practice. This was last season. And he goes, dad, you know, someday I want to be a contact mapping man. And I was like, you know, I like, that's incredible. What a, what a cool thing to have your kids say to you. And so I, you know, I think just to have them see the hard work, see the heartache, right? Like they've seen, they, they know that this is not without its stresses, that it's not all roses. And I think, again, like, I, I think to have them see that is better than for them to just have no conception at all of what hard work is or what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So obviously you've had some success. Things are, things are going well. Let's talk a little bit about what's your biggest challenge. Yeah. You know, it's, when we talk about what contact mapping is and what it does and how it can help entrepreneurs lean in, they get excited because they understand the value and the power of what exists here. The flip side of that equation is that there's a reason why the, like what we show people and help them to do is stuff that they know they should have been doing anyway, and yet have gone oftentimes a long time without, and maybe have a lot of sort of relational debt that is, you know, they just feel like, oh, this is a mess. And there's this, sometimes this, they, they feel a need to like clean it all up at once. And that isn't going to work, especially if you have a, if it's a big mess, it's just not going to work, right? You're going to have to sort of chip away at it in order to move forward. And so I think the biggest challenge is, is just helping our clients to stick with it. It's like the gym membership, right? Like the first time I go to the gym, like I feel great for 10 minutes. And then the next day I'm like, I can't freaking walk. And the trick is you got to go back to the gym while you're still sore or you're like, you'll, if you don't do that, you're going to be sore for five days. If you go back to the gym while you're still sore, you're actually going to feel better later that day and you're going to get stronger and it's going to repeat. And so it's those same, I think those same principles apply of helping them to get across that little chasm of whatever are their limiting beliefs and the things that have had them stuck up until now so that they can break through to what exists on the other side. And many do and, and, you know, uh, realistically, many more do not even with our product. And and so just like anything else in entrepreneurship, it takes you saying, I'm going to see this thing through in order for it to really happen. Nice. So let's dig into the, the power of a dream. And maybe that plays into what, what it takes for somebody to stick with it. Yeah. So, so for you, how, how is a dream, how is a vision of something bigger, greater, um, the, the, the bigger impact driven you? Yeah, in a huge way. Uh, I'll start with the original moment of vision that 
happened for contact mapping. So uh, I mentioned that I was I was working for this tech company. I had risen through the ranks really quickly. I was 32 years old at the time, and I was in charge of all of the finance group for everything outside the U.S., which was about 40% of a pretty big publicly traded company's business. And I dotted line reported to the CFO in San Antonio. I direct line reported to the VP of international who ran that whole PNL. And I had, so I had San Antonio reporting line. I had London, Amsterdam, Zurich, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Sydney teams, uh, which meant that literally it was a 24 hour a day job basically. Um, and, and it got to be, really heavy. And, and we had our third son in, in Zurich and I'm working all the time and I got really ground down and really burned out. And, uh, there's a whole other heap of stuff going on there, but the, the short version is in November of that year, uh, my wife and I went to dinner and she was like, you are going to make a change to our life or I am going to make a change to our life. And I promise it will be better if you make a change in our life because you are not happy. You're stressed out all the time. You're not present. You're not, you're not physically present a lot of the time and you're not emotionally present even when you are. And like, why are we doing this? If you're, if you're this ground down and unhappy. And she was right, as wives almost always are, especially when it comes to those things. And uh, it was November, and I and I said, "Hey, we're going back to Colorado to visit family at Christmas. Like, give me until then. I just like I'm up to my eyeballs and alligators, and I don't know what to do, and I can't figure it out between here and there. Let's get back to the states and we'll catch our breath, and we'll figure it out." And so we came back to visit family that Christmas. And, and my dad had just turned 65 and he and I had kind of been in this separate conversation about him and his legacy. And, you know, who, what do you want to do? Like, are you going to retire from network marketing? What do you want the rest of your life to look like? And this idea of contact mapping is a, a concept that he had coined 20 years ago to just, just to help other people go, how do you do what you do? And he goes, well, I, I like it's contact mapping. This is, this is how I do it. And so we were having this conversation and he was like, you know, I think that how I want to be remembered is not as a, a successful network marketer. How I want to be remembered is as somebody that created a world that does this thing called contact mapping and that I showed others how to do it. And so that was percolating. And there was this moment of literally, I felt like it was a like a lightning bolt from God. Uh, it was on Christmas Eve. 2016. Uh, I was at my mom's house. My parent, my folks are divorced. So at my mom's house, dad's an hour away. Uh, and I was in God's phone booth, AKA the shower. And I literally had this like download of, oh my gosh, we need to build a company around contact mapping because contact mapping is who I am. And it's really everything that I have done up until this point is really centered around that. And it certainly is who he is. And this is the thing. And it, it was clear as day. I jumped out of the shower, threw a towel on, went and wrote him this email that I have posted on the wall in the office next door. And it was like, this is it. And I had this moment. And so that was the, the vision was to create a world that is operated around entrepreneurs who are connectional and who see the value in doing that. And if we can do more of that, that, that that's, that's all about win-win instead of win-lose, right? We're going to make the world a better place. So that's the vision. Now, fast forward and 
there have been high highs in this journey and there have been the lowest of lows, uh, just like for any entrepreneur. And one of the things that, that really hit me hard recently, Robert, is that I, I received that vision so clearly in that moment that, and, and faith's really important to me. And along the way, as it's gotten hard, one of the things that I have done many times is I've leaned on that moment and that vision that I received back there in the past. And I've essentially said, God, I know you gave me this vision, which I still know clear as day. And that vision has not come to fruition yet. And so it isn't over and I'm leaning on that promise. And that's really great, except that really what I've been saying is, God, you told me it was going to be easier. You told me it was going to work out, neither of which he said. And why hasn't that happened yet? And like, could you kind of move this process on a lot faster? And so what I've had this like pretty powerful realization in the last six months is that that vision is evolving. And that vision will continue to evolve and that I, that it's not about holding on to this fixed point in time, that it's about staying true to where this is going and it's staying true to the values and it's allowing, just like I talked about, right? That was, that was a tunnel vision way of thinking about the vision that I'm saying it's this way and it has to look like that. And I'm going to just stay this course. And what if over here, God's going, well, hold on, like, there's an exit ramp right there that I'm taking you on a place that's, you know, someplace far better. And I'm too, you know, I just won't, I won't turn. And so that's been a big part of my journey recently is allowing myself to open up to something that I can't control in and to, to not only relinquish control, but to embrace this sense of possibility that exists beyond what I might know or understand in the moment. Oh, so powerful. So you mentioned your values. Obviously you mentioned family is part of the culture of the company, but now you're talking about values in regards to the vision and the direction. So yeah. now that you have an understanding of values as, as more important than, than a specific image, yeah. share a little bit about establishing those values and making sure that that those values guide the decisions rather than that that little point in time yeah yeah so the the values are about contributing into the lives of the people who use whatever it is that we have to offer and having them experience a new way of being or to, to really tap more deeply into, like, I think they have this inside of them, but to tap back into this core sense of being that operates in the space of connection and contribution to others. So we want to embody that first to our customers and our users, but really the sign that we're doing that well and that we are doing something that is meaningful is when we see them in turn as a result of the experiences that we create for them, doing that in their own lives and passing it on to others. That's the sort of virtuous cycle that we're looking to create. And so it's about 
seeing people and really being present in a conversation where I'm, I'm not just in my own head, you know, in agenda, in sales pitch, in whatever, but that I actually, that I'm first seeing the other person in, in their humanity and in their, in their wholeness as a person that I'm caring enough to document and to, to remember that person in a way that I can tap back into who they are and that, that then I am staying in relationship because when I stay in relationship, when I stay in a place of connection, whether it's once a year, whether it's once a quarter, whether it's once a month, whatever that looks like for, you know, and it's going to be different for different relationships that when I can do that, I stay in this place of contribution. And as a result of that, I stay in this place of being able and ready and open to receive because so often if I show up from a place of giving, if I show up from a place of desiring to contribute, what ends up happening? Lo and behold, I end up receiving something that I would never have even known was a possibility because I showed up that day. So those are the values and those are the things that we look to create, to embody to our customers and then help them to in turn embody in their own lives so that they can get that experience. So we've talked a lot throughout this episode about connection and now you just touched on the value of contribution. So, so share a little bit more about contribution as a, as an entrepreneur contribution as a human and, and yeah. why that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that contribution can be with a little C and a, or a big C, so to speak, right? Contribution could be, you know, these, these magnanimous gestures or some, you know, some huge thing that I'm bringing out into the world and, that's great. I think contribution so often though is really about those tiny little things that we do along the way where we just open ourselves to being in a place to bless somebody, whatever that might look like. And that could literally be a simple text message saying, Hey, I was thinking about you. That could be a simple I read an article and I sent it to you. That could be a birthday message. That could that could be all these tiny little things that then create these little openings of opportunity and of possibility that exist and emanate from that. And so as an entrepreneur, yes, you are building an offering. You're building these things. But so, so often, and you see this, you know, uh, there's a guy named Paul Graham, who's, who's kind of a, a big tech sort of thinker. He was the founder of a company of a, a fund called Y Combinator. And, and he talks about like, just the beginning phases of being an entrepreneur are you have to go talk to customers or potential customers. They talk, he talks about doing things that don't scale. Like all of these things are about this idea of like, Someday you're going to have to make choices at scale because you're going to be so big that you have no choice. The, the beginning part of an entrepreneurial journey is not the right time to do that. It's the right, right time to lean into loving the people and contributing to the lives of the people who you're, who you're there to see, who you're there to support. And that's what it's all about. And so I think we get grandiose as entrepreneurs sometimes, and we, we think it has to be this big thing. And I think it's really about the accumulation of the little things. And that's what contribution means in the biggest way to me. Hmm. Nice. 
All right, we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom for our entrepreneurial audience. What would you share, Adrian? You know, I would share that entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey if you allow it to be. Because you go out there and you 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 you're you are in this place of the right answer to the question for most people that ask it to you is it's going great. And a lot of the time it's not going great. And you will, you will do yourself a tremendous favor by finding one or two or five or 10 people in your life that are, they, that know how it really is going and that it's safe for you to do that. And so don't forget to take care of yourself along the journey. And I think that starts with having a, a small inner circle of people that, that you really can share the experience and can be sounding boards and can help to pick you up when you're down and can help to protect you from the challenge, the challenges that will inevitably come on the entrepreneurial journey. So smart. Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. What a great conversation. What a great tool that you've created to honor your father's legacy, but really to equip entrepreneurs to continue that legacy in making connections and and contributing just to the well-being of other humans. Robert, thanks so much for having me. I, I can feel your heart and the impact that you're having in the world. And so it's it's been really fun to have this conversation. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert meets with Kyle Gray, who's living his life by design off the grid in Hawaii. Kyle and Robert talk about the power of storytelling and reaching audiences with your message, but also how the stories we tell ourselves impact our personal growth. Kyle is a master at helping experts extract the value of the stories and craft them in a way that engages their audiences.